I never get tired of this song. I know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I like the song. What can I say? That's what I say. I, I'm ready to go. What am I ready to do? Talk about traffic. That's what I do. All day. I've been talking about traffic since 6 a.m. Well, I started typing at 4.30 in the morning. Maybe 4.15? In any case, good morning. It is Thursday, and today is the last show of the week because I will not be here tomorrow. Uh, so today is the opportunity, the last chance you'll get to make your traffic and police questions, well, make them questions that are asked to me that I can answer today. And then tomorrow, you won't hear from me, but I'll be back on Monday. And this is Ask a Traffic Cop, that show on the internet that answers those traffic and police questions. We're currently broadcasting on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and the platform formerly known as Twitter called X. Uh, I was uh, I was busy. I was with Global. I went to Global uh, News in studio this morning talking about back-to-school safety. Uh, then I did the same thing right here talking to uh, a, a Latino uh, radio station. We had a great uh, segment on school safety and it was cool because I was doing it with the assistance of an interpreter because I do not speak Spanish well enough to or I can't even say I speak Spanish I took Spanish lessons once upon a time I I understand more than I can speak uh, I lived in Florida for a period of time and I I was I was trying to learn Spanish and it was it was I mean I gotta try again I would love to be able to learn Spanish before I go back on that radio station so I could answer all those questions and look uh, look like I know what I'm doing but I would be it would be horrible <laughs> Uh, if you want to ask questions, please drop them in the comments. If you are on Twitter or the app formerly known as Twitter, you can't. You just won't see your stuff. But if you go over and choose the wonderful YouTube link found at trafficcop.ca, it'll take you today to today's show. And then on today's show, you can just drop questions in the chat. Okay. This show is available in replay mode after the event. Not necessarily right after, but later on in the afternoon, after I've had a chance to sync up the audio properly. Uh, it's available on all podcasting apps, or at least almost all, nearly all, most most of them. Uh, we have we have stuff to talk about. We have all the questions that you ask, plus some back-to-school stuff, because we have some parents, we have some students, we have people watching that might need this information, and I want to keep you safe. I want to give you my advice on how you could be safer commuting to school. And that's next week, next Tuesday. Sorry to everyone who's been enjoying a summer off. The school season is back soon. Uh, what are you doing to celebrate the weekend before school? That's what I want to know. Anything exciting going on? Uh, so good morning to Emma. Good morning to M. Shap, uh, who is my wife and helping from home as the moderator this week. Uh, doing a bang-up job, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, Emily Dalton wants to know if we can ask anything. And... Uh, you're asking about uh, criminal charges. We can talk uh, sort of about that. Can a 15-year-old be charged as an adult? Uh, we can talk about that. I'm not my area of the specialty, uh, but uh, certainly something we can discuss. Uh, we have Zombie, who is uh, a friend of the show, a, the, the bringer of good dad jokes, which we try and share at the end of the show. Uh, but good morning to you. Glad you're here. Are you, are you working out, or are we on Bluetooth again as you... Uh, as you treadmill or or whatever you're doing for you. I don't even know what your, I do not actually know what your workout routine is. Uh, Emily wants to know if you can take a truck tire off uh, or, oh, if, you ever, if you're a dually, can you remove one rear tire? Um, I think you can. I mean, obviously you're talking about one of the dual set. I, I think you can. Uh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not aware of anything that says you cannot. Let's put it that way. 
Uh, that doesn't mean you cannot, but you can. Either way, I would seek instructions from a licensed mechanic for that one. It, there's a reason it's a dually. You're not doing the towing and stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe you can. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. Uh, these are things I do not know, and I tell you when I don't know something because I have. I'm, I'm, there's no prize for for knowing everything, uh, and certainly uh, there's no prize for guessing incorrectly which is why we're here. We want to get you the answers to the questions you have so you can know before you go and don't get in trouble for things you didn't know or understand. Because guess what? The laws are sometimes complicated. And even the laws for us, as police officers trained in reading and, and used to reading the legalese of the Highway Traffic Act, we often confer and look for guidance and sometimes even speak to legal teams to get definitive answers. So there you have it. It's, it's not you. It's, it's the book. It's written in such a way that lawyers get paid. All right, today's August 31st, and the Vision Zero Enforcement team are spending time in 31 Division and 51 Division. Those are the neighborhoods of Black Creek, Humbermead, Glenfield, Downsview, St. Jamestown, Cabbage Town, Riverdale, Church and Young, neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play and deserve to be safe. And if you don't know who they are, the Vision Zero Enforcement team are a dedicated group of officers who spend time day in, day out, changing driver behavior one ticket at a time. They do it by enforcing and focusing on the big four. That's speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving. Yeah, those are the things that lead to serious injury and death most often. And we'd like that to stop. We'd like to protect everybody. And uh, that's a lot of work. I, 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 for real, it's a lot of work because despite the fact that we have been talking about speeding and the laws say you can't speed and uh, you know, there, there's rules about just about everything, People choose to do what they want. And we can't catch everybody, but we hope, with your help, we can educate everybody. So if you haven't already, please like, retweet, subscribe, share. Uh, tell your friends about us. Talk about us at home. We, we could be the dinner conversation. It's entertainment. You can play us during dinner. We have a podcast version. I mentioned that. Yeah. That sharing and talking about this stuff is, is healthy discussion, and you could save a life. For real. It's not just... Uh, uh, it's not just fun talk. It's not. It, you might find it interesting. I certainly do. But actually talking about this stuff with your friends and family and shaming them for breaking the law, uh, it's actually a good thing. When you shame people for the right reason. I, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I think it's funny, but it's actually, I'm 100% serious. If you make it okay so, uh, socially to break the law, you're endorsing it. You're, you're, you're suggesting it's okay. And mom and dad, if you're speeding in front of your kids and talking on your phone in front of your kids, you're telling them that when they drive, or if they drive, that it's okay. You know, that, that whole concept of uh, do what I say, not as I do, doesn't work. You're teaching people and children at a very young age, they're gonna mimic you, they're gonna follow you. My kids yell at me if I go one kilometer over. They are the best protection against speeding. I don't even know it, uh, that I'm doing it half the time because I don't speed. It, one kilometer over is marginal and probably inaccuracies due to my speedometer, but I, I really, I aim to be at or below and very often rely on the um, what's it called? Cruise control. It's so easy. Long drives, cruise control. Went to Michigan recently. That was a, a whole drive at the speed limit. I, I'm sure many people were unhappy with me, but too bad for them. They suck. Speeders, that is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see here. We talked about this. Okay, I'm going to scroll back. Oh, the questions are starting to come in quickly. We have uh, Michael who came in well before the show at 944 and said, G'day, g'day, how you doing? What do you know? Well, strike a light. G'day, g'day, how you good? Go, what, how you going? Boy, he, he had some time in advance. 
of the show. Uh, we have the question about can a 15-year-old get charged as an adult? I believe in some situations a minor can be charged as an adult or tried as an adult, even if they're charged as a child, um, based on the severity or, or the situation. So I, I don't think that's a regular thing, but it is a possibility. Akela Dracona is coming in with greetings and salutations. Good day, my friend. Uh, we have a question. We talked about the dually, which I don't really have a good answer for, but I don't think there'd be anything illegal about it. Anyway, go check with the mechanic. Stunt drive on e-bike since it's not classified as a motor vehicle. I just got off the phone with the producer of the radio station I joined this morning, and the question was about e-bikes, oddly enough. So here's the deal, and this is where it depends. If you are driving a compliant e-bike, meaning it does not, or wait, let me rephrase, it is not capable of going more than 32 kilometers an hour on a flat surface, does not have a motor more than 500 watts, does it does have functioning pedals, uh, if it qualifies, and the laws, if you go to tra trafficcop.ca, uh, all the laws are listed there as to the requirements, no more than 120 kilos. You know, if it is truly acknowledged as an e-bike under the law, then no, you can't get a stunt driving charge because it's not a motor vehicle. However, the moment you take the pedals off, the moment you put a uh, upgraded or buy one that has an upgraded motor more than 500 watts, it is capable of doing 33 kilometers an hour, or in most cases, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 kilometers an hour, we see these. Those are motor vehicles, and if you stunt drive in those, you stunt drive, and we will charge you accordingly as though you were driving a motor vehicle, because it is a motor vehicle. In fact, they're all motor vehicles. It's only through the magic of legislation that an e-bike is an e-bike instead of a motor vehicle because it's a motorized vehicle all right uh sean's children are backseat ways yes in fact what they're doing is they're reading the ways description because i use ways to estimate my time of arrival always not that i necessarily need to know where i'm going i, I know that already uh but i like getting traffic alerts and i like being you know told when uh, the light goes off and says hey the time that the the Speed limits changed. I, I just like getting uh, the information that it gives me. Yeah. All right. We have questions about rules on window tint. What do we got here? Good morning from Tim Shallow. We have uh, signal etiquette. Okay, we can talk about that. Fuel pump went on my car and I don't want to walk from Streetsville to Milton. <laughs> that, that's a bit of a walk. Uh, that, that is a problem. Okay, we have a question about how fast over the limit, essential I'm paraphrasing, how fast over the limit can they go without getting a ticket? All right, we'll start the, We'll start at the top. No, there's more that I missed here. All right, let me, let me flag a bunch more. Um, we have what happens to tickets pre-pandemic? Okay, we can talk about that. Uh, I have played the show during dinner. All right, uh, I, I obviously um, enjoy a lot of these comments. I'm from Nova Scotia. Okay, we'll talk about that. Wait, did I flag the wrong one? No, it's the same one twice. Okay, let me unflag this and reflag that. Good morning to Sean Chen, who's coming in to say hello. Uh, and I assume is prepared for school, going back next week. Yeah, we'll talk more about school tips in just a moment. But uh, yeah, I like it. Back to school, it's exciting times. I used to, I used to, I actually like school. All right. Okay, AJ the Awesome says, I get to watch, oh, it's a good morning, Sean, getting to watch today because I'm home from work. Good stuff, glad to have you. 
rules on window tints. This is a question from TikTok. Thank you to our producer and to all those of you on TikTok who, by the way, while you're waiting for your, uh, your answers, please tap the screen like it's going out of style. It helps show likes to the live stream, thus telling the algorithm that we're worthy of following and looking because uh, that's a thing. And we have, we've had a new follower. Welcome, new follower. All right. Uh, the rules of window tint in Ontario are this. Uh, you can, there, there's two separate sides of the coin. One is about safety and being allowed on the road as a safe vehicle. To do that, you must have no more than 30% light blockage of the windows left and right of the driver, nothing on the windshield unless your vehicle was manufactured before 2017, thus it's a 16 or older. Then you can have a three-inch tin strip or from the top of the window down to the PS1 line, Sorry, let's do it. From the top of the line to the PS1 line or three inches, whichever happens first, and then the back windows in the back seat or the cargo area, back window as dark as you want. However, you must have clear view to the rear, which means if your rear window is blacked out or opaque or restricted so so much that you can't see, it must uh, you must have clear view by way of mirror, one mirror at least. All right, that is to be certified. If it's darker than that, it's not certifiable, it's unsafe, I can pull your plates for unsafe motor vehicle. If you have anything on your tint, as a 2017 or, new, uh, 2017 or newer, you are an unsafe motor vehicle if you have tint on your windshield. And it doesn't matter what color it is or how dark it is, any tint on your windshield is illegal. Now let's talk about that other side of the coin. I'm a police officer, I need to be able to see into your car, I cannot see you as a driver, I can't see if you're wearing your seatbelt, I can't see if you're using your cell phone, I can't see inside, you've obstructed or obscured the interior of your motor vehicle with a color or reflective tint, that is absolutely absolutely illegal, $110 fine. Uh, if I believe you can't see out, there could be another $110 fine. Uh, there's a, one for the windshield, there's one for the windows. Uh, so you could add those up really quick if, uh, if, if, if you got into a situation. It could get expensive. In addition to the fact that if it's so dark that it is unsafe, we're pulling your plates and you're going to get towed home or... Yeah, towed. Okay. If you have more questions about window tint, feel free to ask, although the answer is always the same. You really, you, you shouldn't have. Proper signal etiquette when pulling over. Do we leave hazards on? If you are, so it depends on your location. If you're pulling over and you're off the road, uh, do you need to have your hazards on? It's not a bad idea. Depends on how far off, you, uh, off the road you are. Obviously, if you're on the roadway or you're, you're close to the roadway, having your hazards on is good. Uh, you know, there's also a school of thought that hazards or blinking lights could draw a driver, especially a drunk driver's attention. But if we can't see you and uh, it's dark out, hazards are a good idea. And of course, you have to signal your intention uh, to move your vehicle because that's kind of an important thing. What is the minimum amount of kilometers over the limit that you can get a ticket for? The minimum amount? One, you could be charged for speeding one over the posted speed limit because one over the posted speed limit is speeding. The number of dollars you are fined and the number of demerit points awarded, it's not really an award. You're penalized with, with, with demerit points. Uh, but the number that, that you get, uh, are, you know, that's based on speed. So speeding occurs at one, but it's not until 16 that you get points. And of course, at different dollar amounts, you get different uh, fines. And let's, let's go to an example because I have the technology. All right. So my speeding chart says five over is twenty-seven fifty, but in a school zone it's forty dollars. Fifteen over is fifty-two fifty or ninety-five in a school zone. Uh, Twenty-five over, hundred and eighteen seventy-five, uh, or two twenty-seven fifty in a school zone. Uh, then you get into the thirty-five overs, two sixty-five or five twenty, uh, forty over if you're in a speed limit 
Um, if you're in the speed limit under 80, that's stunt driving. Or if you're at 80 and 240 over, you're looking at a 295 or 595. Like it's just it, it's just calculations for the fine. Of course, 50 over, uh, you're looking at stunt driving on any anywhere. And and here's the funny one: 150 anywhere is stunt driving. There's other ways to get stunt driving charges, but anyway, speeding is speeding. Don't do it. Like really, it's 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 just not worth it. But I like the question. It's one of my favorite questions. I have so many favorite questions. Uh, when looking at someone, oh, here we go. When looking at someone's previous interactions, not convictions, how does it show the vehicle they were in? Maybe to show this driver was stopped two months ago in the same car and didn't show pink slip. So, yeah, you're going to have two separate things. We're going to run plates. Plates are going to come up and be associated to a call, and drivers are going to be coming up to a call. So I can I can check both the driver's interactions and the vehicle's interactions. And so I can track, it's not like I'm gonna say, uh, your brother was driving the car and got ticket A, thus you deserve the same ticket or doesn't, you don't deserve another warning. Uh, it's pretty individual, custom-like. It's, it's actually the driver we're looking at. Uh, what happens to tickets pre-pandemic that were issued and and uh, no court dates by the courts? A, a large amount of uh, tickets have been dismissed by the courts. And it'll all, it, it doesn't just go away, it has to be dismissed. Uh, but many tickets were, and I, don't, I can't speak to whether or not yours is one of those, but if it was pre-pandemic and you heard nothing, I would check with the courts and it's very likely that they plan on dismissing it. It's like winning the lottery. Can you tell us about U-turns? They're turns that look like U's. They don't really look like, they look like uh, arches. Because how many times are you going? I guess it depends on what direction you're going in U's or arches or upside down U's. Anyway, uh, a U-turn uh, is is one of those things that is legal, assuming it is safe to do, assuming there is no sign present prohibiting it, and assuming you're doing it in an area where it's not strictly prohibited, like uh, in front of a bridge, viaduct, tunnel, railway crossing, crest of grade where there's no visibility, corner where there's no visibility. Those places, it's prohibited. It's unsafe. Now, intersections, it can be safe if you're, the right conditions are met. Uh, if it's a no left turn, well, you can't do a U-turn where there's a no left turn because half of a U-turn is a left turn. So uh, common sense needs to be used. But again, you're going to be entirely responsible during that maneuver because if you're in a collision and the requirement was that it be safe, but you ended up in a collision, guess it wasn't safe after all. All right, question, this was the Nova Scotia question. I'm from Nova Scotia, Canada. I have a letter from a doctor that I'm exempt from wearing a seatbelt. What would happen in Ontario if I was stopped? So if you're from Nova Scotia and you're traveling in a Nova Scotia-plated vehicle with a Nova Scotian license and you have a letter from a Nova Scotian doctor, that, that should be fine because there are exemptions in Ontario not wearing a seatbelt. It's incredibly dangerous. But if you truly have a medical reason not for wearing it that is more dangerous than wearing it and you know not becoming a projectile when you get into a collision... Uh, then that's a pos that then there's there's a justification for it. There are exemptions. It has to be uh, a, you know an accepted medical uh, note, not just uh, something you 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 made at home. Uh, not suggesting you did that. I'm just saying that there there's some has to be a legitimate document. Uh, and then that's it. I was thinking you were going to go with tinted windows. That that wouldn't be it. But anyway, uh, for seatbelt, there's a bunch of exemptions. And, and we have proof that Chase has actually listened to this live stream at the dinner table. 
Yeah. Somebody's calling me. And I cannot answer it. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to tell him. Hi, you're live on the air. We're, we're, <laughs> we're doing our live stream between 10 and 11. <laughs> I got your email. I'll respond to you in a little bit. We're good for our regular time. Okay, I will do. That was the producer of the Kelly Contreras show on AM640 because we are going to connect this afternoon. And if you're in the area, we, we're going to be talking to uh, his audience. Oh, my battery. Did my mouse just die? Oh, no, I pressed the button and changed the channel. All right, we're back in action. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it's 12. Normally, it's 1230. We're going to push it a little later because he needs to. Uh, so we will. And that's, that's how we roll. We're accommodating with our media partners. Uh, but let's get back to your questions. <laughs> I just like putting him on the spot. That was kind of funny. You had to wait through him being embarrassed. <laughs> All right. Uh, license plate sticker question. Uh, scrolling back. I want to make sure I get everybody. Here we go. Someone school bus. Oh, interesting question. I'm scrolling. There's a whole bunch of good stuff here. Uh, okay, I think we're up to date. We are. We are. We are. Okay, hang on one second. <laughs> uh, buy a car before. Okay, here we go. That's a good one. Uh, walk up to my parked car. Okay. Okay, I think I'm up to date now. Let me scroll over. So, 150 plus over the speed limit should be dangerous under criminal code. So 150 in speed could be dangerous if it's at a 50, if it's at a 30 for sure. Like it all, criminal code, to meet the criminal code requirements of dangerous, it has to be dangerous. And, and yes, it's dangerous to speed because every five kilometers over the posted limit, you quadruple your chances, I think it is, in becoming involved in a motor vehicle collision according to TERF, the Traffic Injury Research Foundation. Uh, so obviously it's dangerous, to the point of, uh, you know, supporting a criminal charge dangerous. Speed alone can justify charges of dangerous driving under the criminal code. So uh, you're right. It's just getting there and articulating and supporting that charge that there be a reasonable chance of conviction. That's what we're looking for. We don't want to lay a charge just to lay a charge. We want to lay a charge that, that we can support based on articulating what was observed and the conditions and the people that were at risk and so on. So it's more complicated. But, uh, you know, doing donuts in a parking lot, yeah, it's stunt driving, but it can be dangerous criminal driving as well. Uh, let's see here. If a scooter hits me and someone doesn't have insurance, how do I defend myself? Now, do you mean an electric scooter? Do you mean a motor scooter? Because a motor scooter, different than an e-bike scooter uh, or a kick scooter, which has no... It all depends. So basically, they don't have insurance. Unless it's, a, unless it's a motorcycle, clearly defined it under the Highway Traffic Act as one, uh, a scooter that is a gas-powered vehicle, and that's a, that's a motorcycle. If it was unplated and uninsured or what have you, uh, obviously you're going to be suing the person driving it or the owner who lent it and allowed that person to drive it uninsured on the road. So it's, it's more complicated. That's one where you get a lawyer. Yes. And people's lives change, both the victims and the riders of uninsured vehicles, and it's not a good thing. Is it legal to use an HOV lane if I'm driving and there is a kid in my car? Hopefully it's your kid uh, or a kid of someone you know that you borrowed with permission. <laughs> but is it legal to use an HOV lane? Well, HOV lanes on the Highway 400 series require at least two passengers. Children are people 
and qualify as passengers. Uh, the bigger thing is to make sure that that kid in the car that just found its way into into your your vehicle is in a proper and approved child protection uh, device because child passenger safety devices are important. And I have a podcast coming out tomorrow uh, where I spoke to Aaron Jones, who is a CPST, a child passenger safety technician and advocate who has a story that is heartbreaking. And if I can go from happy, jokey response to you to to really serious for a second, uh, she was hit by a, a vehicle head on in a snowy day uh, with three children in the car and her sister-in-law. And she and one of her children are the only ones who survived it. You know, in the blink of an eye, losing two of three of your children, um, it's, a, it's heartbreaking. I spoke to her yesterday. I've spoken to her before, but we actually recorded a podcast yesterday because she's dedicated her life to helping people and ensuring that children are protected when they're in a car. So yeah, if you're in an HOV lane and your child is a child and, 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 uh, and human and all that, not a fur baby, uh, make sure they're properly protected with an, an approved and properly installed child car seat. Moving along. Where can we drive a go-kart? At a go-kart track on private property? Uh, you cannot drive a go-kart on the road. So it has to be, there's lots of places where go-karting is permitted. They're, they're licensed tracks or, or properly designed tracks for safety. And uh, that's important. What is the purpose of license plate stickers? What was the purpose? Because in the province of Ontario, most vehicles no longer require them. But it was a validation, a way of visually displaying the fact that you had paid and renewed your license plate. And it was good to go on the road. And I missed them. A lot because it allowed me to be able to just quickly and visually uh, check to see if your license plate was valid. It was so simple. And now they're gone, at least for the vast majority of plates uh, for vehicles under 3,000 kilos. There are some that still require them, but uh, most passenger vehicles and motorcycles don't. Actually, they don't. Uh, but again, vehicles over 3,000 kilos, commercial vehicles, there, there's a whole bunch of that too, like ATVs, which is one of Sergeant uh, Campbell's favorite thing in the world is that his ATV still requires, no, it's a snowmobile, still requires a validation sticker. Anyway, uh, that's the purpose, the visual representation of the validation on your ownership, actually. Of course, now it's free. And if you have not already renewed your license and license plate or you forgot that you had to, wouldn't it be great if the Ministry of Transportation would remind you that you had to do it? They will. Go to trafficop.ca. Check out the webpage. It is a link tree, and at the bottom, there are links to even renew your license and license plate and, and all that stuff. Check it out, trafficop.ca. Okay, we talked about that. Talk about this. What if they aren't showing their window tint? Had a buddy that had, oh, here, let's check it out. Had a buddy that had limo tints on all side windows, but he could be minus 20, and he'd still have his windows down for wind. Uh, and probably to see... We, we obviously, if we pull you over and we believe that you had the, like you, pu you pulled them down just to avoid detection when police, we, we can actually inspect the vehicle and require you to put the windows up. Uh, but yeah, we probably never know if you always dro drove with the windows down. And of course, if your front windshield wasn't tinted, I don't understand why anyone tints their stuff. Like how, how self-conscious are you uh, when you're digging for gold? You know, I mean, doing the nose pickaroo. That's what most people, I think, tint their windows for or because they're embarrassed to be in certain cars. I have seen a lot of smart cars with incredibly dark tint. And I can only assume it is someone embarrassed to be in that car. Now, I almost bought one 
and I would be driving one now if it wasn't. Well, not now because I'm up. I'm up. I have a family. As I, I did not have a family then, uh, but I was totally test driving and, and thinking of buying one. Except that my right leg would always sit on the shifter. Uh, there was just not enough room, and it would pop it into neutral, and um, that that didn't work for me. That's the only reason I didn't buy it. It was like driving a go kart. It was so much fun, and I could care less if anyone saw me in it. I would have been just super smiling the entire time because it was fun to drive, uh, which reminds me of a uh, uh, carnival story, a uh, Caribbean carnival story. Uh, my partner, Sean, with two Seans in a car, two guys the same size, you know, six foot five, 300 pounds, and there were no other police cars available. Both of us were auxiliary officers, and our detail was to go and take bottles of water and deliver them to police officers at the roads because they were they were directing traffic and you know it's sweltering heat they were gonna collapse if we didn't hydrate so we took cases of water and we found the only vehicle that had uh you know lights and sirens and and was available and it was a safety bug it was a volkswagen beetle I don't know if you remember these, but Volkswagen had donated a number of them to different police services. There's some great pictures if you look online. And they were awesome. And it was manual transmission. So call it a manual transmission police car that looked like that. So Caribbean Carnival, and we are two big guys in this car. It actually needed one of us to get out of the car to go over curbs because with the water and our big butts in it, made the suspension drop so low that uh, it couldn't clear curbs. It's by, I haven't thought of this in a long time. It's one of my favorite memories as being an auxiliary officer. We had a lot of fun. I haven't seen Sean in a long time, but I hope he's doing well. The other Sean, I'm I'm this Sean, he's that Sean. If you're watching and you've never seen my face, well, where have you been? My name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And this is a great place to live, work, and play. And we want to make it safer, so we answer your traffic and police questions online so that you understand the laws of Ontario when it comes to driving, uh, walking, uh, riding, um, I don't know, everything. If you got questions, we got answers. That's what we do. Uh, I'll drop a question in the box, in the comments of whatever you're on, unless, of course, you were on Twitter, at which point we can't actually listen to you there. We wish we could, we can't. So go over to trafficop.ca and click the link to the YouTube channel. It'll bring you directly into this episode where you can ask me questions. Chase says, capable of 32 kilometers an hour is troubling. I uh, Like I'm sure any e-bike that goes 32 can be made to go 33 by adjusting something. Well, you're right. And it is very specifically capable of going 32 kilometers an hour and on a flat surface. Now, if it can go 33 because it's downhill, well, that's different. But if you modify it, it now goes 33, well, now you're responsible, right? You did something. And we're, we're really not looking for someone who's going 33 to jam them for not having an e-bike. But we're seeing people doing 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Like we're seeing people on the highway on e-bikes. And that's because they're riding motorcycles that are being sold and, and as a cheat. They put on a single uh, crank that goes directly to the rear wheel and says that is a functional pedal system. Well, you, you're not getting anywhere. You can't ride like that. In fact, the seating position really doesn't allow for it. I'd be surprised if they could maintain uprightness uh, while pedaling with those pedals. They, 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 yeah, they would die. It's, 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 too, it's too fake the system to pretend it's an e-bike. So they can sell them, but it's a motorcycle. And there are bikes that have 12,000-watt motors, not 500-watt. And they put a little jumper on it and say, look, it only does 32 kilometers an hour. But we figured it out. <laughs> you know, we checked it. We looked at it. Uh, one jumper cable being removed, it's capable of going faster. The motor is over the 500 watts, even if it's temporarily restricted. 
and most of the people buying it are being told at the dealership. In fact, I've done some undercover uh, telephone calls. Okay, my undercover included, hi, I want to buy an e-bike. How fast do they go? Oh, you could just take one wire out? No kidding. You'll show me where it is? Wow, awesome. I cannot tell you how willing dealers are, are to tell you just how easily it is to modify one wire, one jumper clip. Junk. They're motorcycles. All right. How much is the find? <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Uh, how much is the fine if someone passes a school bus with the stop sign out? $490, if I'm not mistaken, and like six demerit points, which I think is totally justified. Uh, if you pass a school bus with flashing lights, you, you, you deserve an education like that. Now, that means that if you're a, a new driver, not nude, new driver, uh, you are also going to be getting a suspension as of that because it's more than four points. Anything with four points or more, uh, you're going to get suspended, and that doesn't look good. Let's see here. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Show me the big money. Here we go. 490. How many points? Six demerit points. Yeah, you're going to get a suspension. Uh, and generally speaking, it's not a good look to, to, to put children at risk. Just, you know, we like the children. Uh, we like them. They are the future. Whitney Houston sang a song about it or something. How much is We talked about that. What is the address? What address does your license go if you're homeless? Can you have a license if you're homeless? I don't know. I've never been asked this question. I don't know the answer. Uh, probably you would need an address. I don't think you can get one if you don't. And if, yeah, I don't know. You'd probably get a P.O. box. You'd probably have a shelter or somebody or a family. I don't know. This is an interesting question. If anyone knows the answer, please let me know because I don't know. Uh, what, okay, if you have, if you have suspicions of a radar jammer or detector, I'd be used, can you search the car? Is being used, I'm assuming. So yes, as a police officer in the province of Ontario, if we have the belief that you are using a radar jammer or radar detector, something interfering with the ability or interfering with the ability for police to measure your speed and enforce the law, uh, then yes, we can stop, search, and seize anything uh, in the vehicle, and we can search the persons inside the vehicle. So people will often put a radar detector in their pocket thinking that we can't search them. They are wrong. Uh, hey, we can even pull out a toolkit and screw stuff. We can really search your car. Don't, don't use these things. It's illegal to possess, uh, to sell, to buy, to transport, and of course to use. And some of these things are pricey. Like you can spend a, a grand on a, or, or more on a, on, a, on a device to jam or, or detect, and we're going to take it, and you're not going to get it back. Is it legal to have a or to buy a car before 16 having a license in Ontario? Oh, so is it, is it legal to buy a car before you're 16 or before having a license in Ontario? And the answer is you don't have to have a license to buy a car. You have to have a license to drive a car. So yes, you can buy one at any age. Uh, a company can buy one. Uh, you know these are these are assets, and you can you'd be issued a RIN number, registered. Uh, uh, what is it? I thought it was a registered owner, but it's a RIN, Red of, registered identification uh, number. I, I don't know what the acronym is now. I question it. But the deal is that you um, you can buy it, you can own it, you can't drive it. Uh, you would be able to get insurance for it, but again, not drive it. Let's see here. Scrolling back, I've got a whole bunch of questions that have come in, and I am flagging them. Okay, question about speed limits in school bus zones. I'm 
scrolling back. A whole bunch of stuff. If you're watching and you don't know who I am, oh, somebody identifies as a, as a barnyard animal in the chat on TikTok. That's so sweet. You use, they're using little piggies to, to share their feelings. That's cute. <laughs> I love the fact that people think I have feelings and, and try and hurt them. Uh, but I'm a traffic cop. I have no feelings. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. It's okay. We mute those people. They don't, they don't, they don't offend anybody else. Third-party complaints. All right. Here we go. I'll pick some and I'll keep scrolling. Uh, we talked about this already. Can a police officer walk up to my parked car in parking lot and question me? We can talk to anybody. And if we're investigating you for an offense because we want to know there's a car match in that description or you're loitering or we think something is going on, we can absolutely come up and talk to you. Now, you're not operating a motor vehicle on the road, so there's certain things you may not re be required to uh, to comply with, but we are obviously, uh, you know, we can't charge you for driving. You're not driving. But if you're impaired, we could be investigating to find out if you're impaired in the vehicle. There's a ton of different things. What is the context of your question is maybe a good clarifying question to ask you because... Yes, we can talk to anybody, and in some cases, you're going to be compelled to identify yourself. And in, if you don't, you could be arrested. Like, there's so much maybe, what if, so we, we need to know more. Uh, so ADHD mom says, what signs are supposed to be up before the gray speeding boxes in front of schools? We used to have one of those yellow signs behind you with flashing lights and school zone speed limit. Now we have nothing. So first off, it, wherever these devices are being used in the city of Toronto, a sign must be erected saying that the photo radar system's in use. It's a small sign, looks like a no parking sign, and sometimes they're up in trees. Uh, I mean, they're up, and oddly enough, sometimes trees obscure them. I've seen it. Uh, those trees are not supposed to obscure it. But anyway, uh, the flashing light signs are school zone signs that's different. Those are not necessarily in conjunction with the speed measurement signs. With that being said... If you have nothing, you probably have no speed measurement device currently in use in that area. Probably. Now, that's if you're in Toronto. I don't know what the rules are outside of the jurisdiction. It might change where you are. Does or What does TPS have to assist members with mental health wellness? Oh, we have so many things. And, and you know, it's a different world. When I started in the service, um, I don't think mental health was... It, it was as accepted mental health issues and talking and, and you know, we talk about stopping the stigma. First of all, police and first responders are prime candidates for mental health issues. And I, and I say that when it comes to PTSD and, and stress-related injuries. And we, we see a lot of bad stuff. We see a lot of dead people. We see a lot of families that are hurt. We see a lot of victims of crime and, 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 and horrible stuff. And that, that, that takes a toll on us, not necessarily at one time, there's something called cumulative PTSD. And sometimes it just gets to be too much. Back in the old days, they used to drink a lot. That doesn't happen quite as much now. But people used to be, you know, didn't talk about their feelings. And they used to go and drink a lot. Now people talk about their feelings. It's much more acceptable. And the Toronto Police Service and services across the province, if not the entire planet, have really taken seriously the needs of their members and protecting them and getting them to appropriate therapy and help. So we have those mechanisms. Not only do we get training, uh, but we have uh, services that are provided for us. And when things, when critical incidents occur, we are we have a critical incident response team that comes out and talks to members and and offers support. And we have peer counseling and we have professional counseling. Like they really do amazing things. And I commend police services for taking this all very seriously. You know, because we've all had bad stuff. 
and it's certainly not going to be the last round of bad stuff. All right. What education backgrounds do you need to join the force? Well, we're a service now. Forces, so tough. <laughs> but we are a service. We're here about you to help you. That's what we do. Uh, what education backgrounds do you need? Grade 12 OSSD, the Ontario Secondary School Diploma or equivalent, is the minimum requirement required to join the Toronto Police Service. And since you're talking about employment, I will use my wonderful visual aid here and go to the website and clickety-click show you what it says. So if we choose police constable, because that's the topic here, by the way, you can apply there, it's a button. Uh, you need to be a Canadian citizen or permanent resident, at least 18 years of age, physically and mentally able to perform the duties of the position, having regard to your own safety and the safety of members of the public, successfully completed at least four years of secondary school education or its equivalent. And here's the note, official transcripts and diplomas will be required where education is completed outside of Ontario. Official proof of equivalency must be obtained. You have good moral character and habits, meaning you are an individual that other people view as being trustworthy and having integrity. Now, it goes on to say other things. And I will say this, secondary school, post-secondary school, I should say, is not required, although it doesn't hurt. Uh, it talks about criminal convictions and valid driver's licenses and CPR and OECP certificates and all that jazz. Check out the website, tps.ca forward slash careers. Once again, www tps.ca forward slash careers. And uh, yeah, that, that website, it's available all the time, 24-7. They don't turn it off. Amazing. You think they want to conserve energy at night and turn off the web servers, but no, it's there for you anytime you need it. Seriously, though, we are, we are hiring. We are hiring all sorts of wonderful people. And if you want to serve your community in a really special way, not just because Chase is on the case, but, you know, Paw Patrol, you know, anyway. Uh, you can join as a special constable, parking enforcement officer, and communication officer, and then we have civilian roles that are added all the time. Now, let's see what the civilian roles are today because it changes daily. I want to see if they posted anything else. But I click the button and nothing happens. Clickety-click, click. No? Thinking? We'll come back to this. Okay. I would have walked... <laughs> Michael says, I would have walked instead of the bug with Sean. Walking, um, carrying cases of water, I, I commend you. That would be amazing. No, I took the bug. It was fun. Uh, but you and I got into that. What was that? A, a, a Ford? What kind of Ford was it at the um, the Ford event? when you Because you, you were driving. Michael actually got into the car, wore the uh, Fatal Vision goggles, and we went for a lap around the course. And, uh, uh, yeah, the bug would have been even smaller. Uh-huh. Good question. If you get a warning ticket, can you get another warning ticket for the same offense? You can. I wouldn't give you a warning ticket. Uh, I mean, it would have to be a pretty minor offense to get a warning in the first place. And if you already had a warning, I would absolutely not give you another one. The whole idea of a warning is it's a warning. It's not a series of warnings. Uh, so, yeah, you'd get a ticket for me. Chase says, I got 5% all around on the back of my car just so the two dogs stay cool in hotter temperatures. Yeah, listen, reducing solar load is a real deal. I understand that, especially as a dog person, understand the reasons behind having a, uh, a cool vehicle. But, uh, and I mean cool not looking, but cool actual temperature-wise. Uh, yeah, but back, you can do whatever you need in the back. You can't do it in the front. Can I have any color of tint? Anything that's not reflective, yes. 
Uh, Akela has information and news. So apparently uh, the news is that go-kart track in Centennial... Oh, no way? I didn't know there was even... First of all, I didn't know there was a go-kart track in Centennial Park, but it's going to be forced to close. That sounds terrible. Is that a private track? Or is that a bring-your-own go-kart track? I'm not a big go-karter. The only one I know is, is, is K1. And I'm planning stuff for K1 uh, raceways. It's an electric indoor go-kart track. It goes really, really fast. It's really, really cool. And we're going to do some stuff where we have professional racers racing cops. And I can't wait. But I haven't picked a date yet. I want to wait until the, there's snow on the ground so we aren't interfering with real racing schedules. All right. Um, what is this? ADHD mom has something said, but the school zone limit amount. I don't, I don't know. I, I must have missed the question just before this comment, so I don't I don't have context. Uh, Alex says, Jello hello or hello hello? Or Gello hello. Let's see. I have to go. Oh, here we go. I think we're back here. Yeah, well, that's where I am. And question is, we talked about that. We talked about this. How does it work for catless cars? Okay, and we got Dr. Nick with some stuff. Uh, I don't know why this is such a popular question, but we will certainly discuss it. Um, idling vehicles, yeah. <laughs> Pulling over a self-driving car, we can talk about that. MTO vehicle, oh, can an MTO vehicle pull you over? Yeah, we'll talk about that. And I really have to talk about back to school. Um, back to school is a stressful time. Let's talk about it right now while I flag other things. Stressful time. So whether you're a student, you're the parent of a student, everyone is suddenly in a rush to get to where they're going. And with more things to do, that can cause stress. And, and it's crisis. It's legit. It is a stressful situation. So what can you do to make your life better, to reduce the stress, to be safer on your commute so that everyone benefits? Well, I have some suggestions. First of all, and I, I suggest this all the time, regardless of school, is get good sleep. Get up early having had good sleep. We are always trying to squeeze the most out of our day. And the problem with that is we tend to punish ourselves. We get less sleep. We're groggy behind the wheel. We make bad choices because we're under stress, trying to look good, trying not to look not to look bad, uh, trying to be on time. You know, we have all these external things. And then we've also stretched ourselves thin watching TV all night, binge watching on Netflix, not saying that was me, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I get it. I don't have enough hours in the day. I wish I had more. But that takes a toll. And you are less safe behind the wheel if you're overtired and you're making bad decisions when you take all of those things and compile with being late and, and being stressed out. So plan your plan tomorrow, today, when you have time. Set your clothes up. It's so easy when you wake up in the morning, just pop them on. Uh, you know, there are uh, packing lunch the night before. Don't make it in the morning. Don't, don't add things to your morning routine. Relieve the stress by doing it the night before. Uh, leave really early. So I would rather be an hour early than a minute late. And it's the stress of being late that causes people to make bad decisions, be aggressive, drive fast. Leave early, you're going to be on time. Even if you run behind schedule, you're still early. I like to leave myself an hour to get anywhere. Now, sometimes in Toronto, an hour is the minimum amount of time you need to get somewhere. Maybe it's leaving 
considerably earlier so that you're anyway I'm, I'm i'm going in circles now but early is the only option in policing we say that early is on time on time is late late is unacceptable you can't just walk in the door you want to be i like to be there 15 minutes before my appointment why because then i can catch up on my text messaging my you know read my emails have a breather maybe even get a coffee and then start the day anyway uh Slow down is is the, is is for safety. Going into school, huge huge thing. A lot of a lot of volume, a lot of congestion coming next week. So leaving early is really good advice because it gives you that ability to slow down and not be stressed out. Wait, am I saying the same thing again? Yes, framed in a different way. Leaving early, not just because you've had sleep and not just because you have more time, it allows you to slow down and doesn't push you to go faster. See, slow down, faster, safer. No, slower, safer. Yeah, you know what I meant. Um, Expect the unexpected. People are going to be jumping out of places they're not supposed to be because even though we talk about look both ways and use, you know, signalized crossings and wear bright clothing and all the stuff we tell people that are pedestrians and cyclists, they're still going to do the things they do because they're young usually, uh, although students come in all shapes, sizes, and ages, but they're excited and very often will do impulsive things. We have to assume they're not going to be doing the right thing and they need to assume that drivers aren't doing the same, th- uh, the, the right thing. I am not labeling anyone as the guilty party, but I know that we're going to see some, some unfortunate situations if we don't all band together, do the right thing, and, do, and take traffic safety seriously. Yeah, we can talk more about that if you have specific things you want to chat about. I want to move on. Okay. How does it work for catless cars since the e-test is now gone? Uh, visual inspection is, is generally the, the way we go. If we look at under your vehicle or we, uh, we, we call a vehicle, another uh, mechanic, we have mechanics, we have um, officers who either were formerly licensed mechanics or are certified and work specifically on commercial vehicles. They, they know a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of us are just car people and they know. We know. We can look. We can do a visual inspection. So if we catch you, then you get a big ticket. In fact, you lose your plates. It's an emissions situation. All right. You said 30% tint law. Here we go. Uh, You said 30% tint law is the light passenger vehicle inspection guide. So if I have a full heavy-duty Ram uh, 3500 vehicle, what is the tint law? Uh, You're still in a situation where you can't have the tint. I'm saying the inspection guide is where it's stated for certification. Uh, but no, you, in fact, I don't think the 3500, if it's being used for personal purposes, uh, matters. I don't think you can have any tint in a truly commercial motor vehicle. I don't think. Uh, I'm not a CVSA guy, so, but I, I know there, or I believe there's some slight changes, and maybe, uh, maybe uh, Michael knows, but I can't think of, I, I don't know if it's different. Uh, at very least, it's not, you can't have more tint. Uh, you may not be able to have any tint though. I have to double check that. Is there a limit on how fast you can accelerate and decelerate to legal speed limits? So if you accelerate at breakneck speeds and then immediately stop at 60 kilometers an hour, not stop, but stop accelerating at 60, have you broken the law? Maybe. Could it be stunt driving, careless driving? Could it be criminal dangerous driving? Maybe. Um, it depends. It depends on what's going on, what we're seeing. What you know, are the people there? Are people diving out of the way because they're afraid of dying because you've decided to do this stunt of accelerating zero to sixty at two seconds? It's potential that you're going to get uh, pulled over and investigated if not charged. So, is it a specific law? Here's the thing: people ask about 
you know, it doesn't say in the law that you can't lane split. It doesn't say in the law that you can't do this, that, or the other. It doesn't have to say it because law is some flowery verbiage that says a lot of things, sometimes without saying anything, and sometimes says nothing and means a lot of things because you have to interpret that law. And if the person who's being charged doesn't think that accelerating very quickly is stunt driving, well, they can, art, they can articulate that to the court in, in, a, in an attempt to defend themselves because we've made an allegation and they have the opportunity to defend. They also have the opportunity to lose in court, but that's a different thing. All right. What are the rules regarding idling your vehicle? How can you idle? How long can you idle? Uh, in the city of Toronto, I, I think it's like under four minutes. Maybe it's a minute. Like it's, it's, I'm not the anti-idle police. I, that's not my, my thing. Uh, so I, I don't actually know. Uh, I've never laid the charge ever. Uh, I don't know anybody who has. I think that's more bylaw people who do that. I've been. I've actually had people come up to my police car, knock on the windows, and tell me to stop idling. And then I explain to them that it's a police car, and if I turn off the car, all these computers and things stop working, but I'm actually working. Yeah, I've had, a, I've had some interesting discussions with people. Uh, I saw your video of an officer trying to pull over a self... No, not my video. I saw a video of an officer trying to pull over a self-driving car. What do you do there? So there are no real self-driving cars on the road in Ontario, truly self-driving. Level 3 is legal, and that's those aren't autonomous. They're driver-supervised modes, you have to take over. They have to stop. Now, truly autonomous vehicles in the United States, where it's where it's legal, or in Canada, we, or in Ontario, actually, there are there, there's two places, two people, two groups. McGill, I think? No, McMaster. McMaster University has a tiny little bus that runs around on their property. That's it. That's an autonomous vehicle under a pilot that's permitted to operate in the province. Then there's a company called Gaddick. They're working in cooperation with Loblaw. And they are, they have four vehicles that are autonomous. Level four uh, is three, are three of them are level four. One of them is level five. That's truly autonomous. It does everything. In one of them, driver has to be in the, in the driver's seat. Um, it, that's level four to supervise and take over. Uh, they also have remote supervision and then for level five, they don't have anybody in the driver's seat at all. They have somebody on board to to just in case. But what happens if we try and pull them over? Well, the, they're supposed to be pulling over because they're supposed to react to police uh, vehicles. Additionally, they have supervision. So if the monitor person monitoring it remotely or on board should be getting it to comply if it's not doing it on its own. Can an MTO vehicle pull me over? Yes, they can. They, they, are, they are permitted to under the act. Uh, do all officers have speed measuring device in vehicle and how does it detect speed, i.e. echo? So, this is an interesting question. There's two ways, to, well, there's two ways to, not all officers have speed detection equipment, but you don't actually need speed detection equipment and I'll explain. I can pace you. If I'm in a vehicle that does not have equipment, but you're doing 150 and I do 150 behind you, I know you're doing 150. I can pace you by passing by a landmark and timing uh, and maintaining the fact that I am the consistently the same distance behind you. And there I got you based on my speed, your speed is equal because I have measured that we are at the same speed. That is acceptable in court. Now, if you're asking about truly speed measurement, all vehicles from traffic services, I believe all vehicles, have uh, moving radar, B3 moving radar devices installed. That's radar. We can measure vehicles coming, 
uh, behind us, traveling away from us behind us. Same goes in the front, two are, uh, are against. We also have laser devices that are handheld and used for stationary measurement of speed. We're stationary, you're not. Um, and it works. It works really, really well. So if you're qualified to use it, we can use it. If you're not qualified to use it, you can't use it. Okay. BizP Inc. says, hello at 1051. Believe my question was overlooked. I will go back and see if I can find it. Uh, let's flag that here. I would, okay. Uh, I have a G1 license as an international driver's license. Hold, oh. Uh, boom, boom, boom. So I have a G1 license. Can an international driver's license holder accompany me? If their license is the equivalent of a G, technically, I would say they could. But are they licensed in the province of Ontario? Do they Are they a resident of the province of Ontario? If they're a resident here, they are no longer uh, after, after 60 days. Well, wait. After 60 days of being a resident, they have to have applied for an Ontario license. So it's complicated. I would certainly suggest that they do not supervise you. And uh, the officer who pulls you over may agree with me. And the problem is that they are not necessarily familiar with the laws of Ontario that they're supposed to teach you. Just because you have a G1 license doesn't mean you know anything behind the wheel. I'm not saying you don't, but that it, you can't assume. It's a learner's permit. You're supposed to be taught. A person from somewhere else may know the rules of their uh, you know, license uh, jurisdiction, but may not know the rules anywhere else. And that's funny because we let people with international driving permits, uh, and I should clarify, a foreign license is not an international driving permit. A foreign license is issued by the, the, the jurisdiction. An international driving permit is a translation card allowing the person with the foreign license to drive here. We would accept it only in conjunction with. So I think it's a bad idea. You may find yourself getting charged and have to defend yourself, uh, and you may or may not get convicted. It really depends. Uh, but the deal is that it's a G-class equivalent. We let people with foreign licenses operate their vehicles here uh, when renting and traveling as visitors. So a lot of conf uh, confusion to deal with, and the, the big problem is uh, you you may get charged. That's, that's, the, that's the little end of my story. All right. <laughs> I know I was clear as mud, but what can I say? Um, Comment from Michael. All right, uh, go kart. Oh, okay. Go karts was a private track. They owned the cars, and the track was battling, had batting cages and subletting space for the city. The land is owned by the province. The city is renovating. Oh, that's the go kart track at Centennial Park. Well, that's a sad thing. Can you have earbuds in your ears, but actual phone is on dash stand in vehicle? Yes. You can't have, in Ontario, have earbuds in your ears, preferably with transparency mode, but it's not absolutely necessary because hearing isn't a requirement, but it is a suggestion. It is better to drive with the ability to hear. Um, it's not an option for everybody. Loud music is a distraction, whether you believe it or not. Um, yeah, it's less good, but it is legal. Do... Drivers get fined for blocking the pedestrian lane. I wasn't aware that pedestrians had a lane. What are we talking about? Please, uh, please explain. Do you mean a bicycle lane? Because there are bicycle lanes, and you're not allowed to be in them with a car if you aren't in a bicycle, on a bicycle, I don't, you know, in a bicycle. Uh, 
Uh, it's 11 o'clock, so no new questions is the message to share. Just turned, I, be, I, beat, I beat everyone to the punch. Usually multiple people tell me, hey, it's 11. All right. Are mirror extensions legal for regular pickup trucks? Um, if you're towing, I believe if you're not towing, you have to retract them, I think. I've never actually seen the law on that. I've never looked. The first person to ask me, but I, I vaguely remember a conversation kind of, kind of like that. So I don't have a good answer. I, I, I don't see why you'd want the extension if you weren't actually towing because the idea of having the mirrors further out is to be able to see further back. All right. Akela Draconis has to go and we'll be going soon. I've got a dad joke from Zombie, which I'll read in a moment. Um, we talked about this already. We talked about that. Is it true that you don't chase down motorcycles because it's resulted in so many fatalities? It is a high-risk situation. And in order to pursue anybody, we have to take into consideration the risk to the public. It's not just about the moron on the motorcycle who's running away. And I'm a motorcycle person. I'm saying moron is the person who runs from the police. Not only not, I'm not, I'm not lambasting motorcycle riders. Uh, yeah, the uh, you know, if it's the appropriate charge, if it's a kidnapping, if it's an armed robbery, if it's imminent danger to others, we have a reason to continue to pursue. If it's because they're speeding uh, or or did something you know silly and they're 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 just too scared to stop because they don't want a ticky. Um, but it depends. Usually what we'll do is before we even light them up is get as much information as possible, possibly a plate if there is one. And when there is one, we'll just meet them at their house later and charge them. We, we arrest people in their driveways all the time. It's amazing. Psych motorcycle riders think that they're going to get away with something uh, and they don't realize that uh, they're being followed on the ground or in the air, you know, just saying. Okay, uh, let's see here. Why do you think the media only shows stories of bad cops but rarely shows police making someone's day? Uh, you know what? We make people's day all the time, and there's no film crew there to catch it. The big news uh, and the news that sells, unfortunately, is the stuff when something goes wrong and someone does the, the wrong thing or is a bad cop. Uh, and, and we often say it, but no one hates a bad cop more than a good cop. We do not appreciate people uh, wearing this uniform and making us look bad. It, it really upsets us. And we are glad when they get caught. And if we knew about it, the good cops, we would catch them ourselves because nobody wants a dirty cop, especially us. All right. I think I had to go look for the blip question that was before. Can I find it? Maybe possibly. Here we go. Ah, Biz P. Good morning, Constable. We are in a sticky situation visiting Toronto from the USA can we use an accessible parking because there's a symbol on our New Jersey plate? We got fined for huge money for parking in an accessible spot. Uh, but we aren't given a dash card like you are. We're coming up on six-month visit limit. Can we go? Yes. If you have a valid accessible permit, not a sticker in the window, but an accessible permit, it's on your license plate, you would definitely be able to do that because we honor uh, accessible park parking permits from elsewhere. Um, assess accessible parking permit foreign USA visitor. Try to find it here to show you. 
Service Ontario. No, hang on. But uh, can you use a USA? Yeah. Canadian jurisdictions will recognize disabled parking permits from other Canadian provinces and ter- uh, from territories from the United States and from Europe. It is a responsibility of the permit holder to comply with local parking laws. Uh, I will, it's Transport Canada. Uh, I will put that link on the chat right now because I want you to have this good info. Hang on a second. This is your, add that. That's a big, that's a big link. All right, but that's the answer to the question. I'll put it on screen. It's the mutual recognition agreement. Visitors to Canada must bring their valid parking permit from their home jurisdictions with them and hang it from the rearview mirror in place. Uh, Canadian jurisdictions will recognize disabled parking permits from other Canadian provinces and territories. So if you are issued a plate that clearly has it there, that sounds to me like you have a valid permit, um, not one that's displayable, but I think that's something you could easily articulate in court. So uh, that would be something to provide to court. So it's not it's not like you're trying to do something you're not allowed to do. We, we absolutely allow it. And uh, But again, I, I don't know enough about your license plate situation, but there you go. That's the answer to the question. If you have further questions, uh, I would suggest reaching out to our uh our parking team, it's, you know, talk to a supervisor, explain it, uh, refer to that as the, uh, as, as a support and maybe they can help you. And thin white line interceptor, uh, who says also happy, not technically, but sort of technically Friday for me. Yes, because I'm not here tomorrow. Thank you for, uh, for that. Um, well, was there a question also? Do you think that all school buses have stop sign video cameras and stiffer penalties for running them? So, school but great great segue thanks uh, Ryan the deal with the um, with school bus cameras the legislation has has made it possible the laws are now there that we can put cameras on school buses and we can charge people after the fact owner responsibility same thing as having a red light camera or a speed uh, automated speed camera can absolutely lay that charge so I think that that is going to be coming to school buses everywhere yeah just saying uh, it's 11.06. I, I, are we up to date? Let's see. Is there anything else that I need to talk about? Maybe possibly could be. Dad jokes. I think we're at dad jokes. Checking, checking, just in case. That's a lot of scrolling. Okay. Have a safe day and a safe weekend. That's from, uh, from my wife. Um, and then we've got, uh, okay, so the response here is, uh, my point was also that we cannot stay here past six months, which is next week, so what do we do? I, I would I would contact courts. You need to contact courts. You need to maybe hire a, an agent to represent you in your absence. You don't have to be at your trial, uh, but you someone has to be at your trial. Uh, and they can explain. They, they can either put it over till the next time. Are you coming back in six months? Are you, uh, I guess, the opposite of a snowbird? Uh, the, maybe you could still be a snowbird. Usually snowbirds are those that go to avoid the snow to, to the states but are from here. And you could be doing, I don't know, you like cooler climates, and less hot. Uh, so, so if you are coming back again, you could put it over to another date. Uh, but at very least, you need to have somebody attend because lack of attendance will result in you being convicted. And uh, let's do that dad joke thing. 
What do you call it when Arnold Schwarzenegger remembers the lyrics to Africa? It's Toto Rico. Or the total, re- I don't know, total recall. I, I can't do their Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah, did, did, I got it. Did anyone else get it? Uh, what does a computer do when it's tired? It crashes. Do I do tomorrow's? Because I'm not going to be here. I think so. Because it's September 1st tomorrow, best month of the year for various reasons. Not only because the Apple thing is happening. Um, it's also uh, now it's also one of the worst months in the year. Okay, I got both sides of the coin covered. It's 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 a it's a love hate relationship. Um, we're gonna be remembering uh, Andrew Hong because he was he was killed last September. Uh, what month of the year do trees dread most? September. <laughs> it's not bad. All right, uh, I'm gonna play the song of songs. And we will see you on Monday because I'm not coming in tomorrow because I got stuff to do with my family because uh, school is starting next week. But we will be talking about school all next week. Have a good one. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Watch for pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVP. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop at stop signs, look both ways, then go. Seatbelt, save your life indeed. And watch your driving, don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get freed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Comment from the co- from the, uh, the chat on TikTok uh, says, how do I get a parking ticket from a town I never visited? It's possible that somebody has been using a photo or a copy of your plate. You might want to... Uh, Check out what else is coming out on your plate. Maybe return or exchange them based on that reason. Maybe put in a police report. Who knows? But either way, have a great weekend. Stay safe, drive sober, and have fun. We'll see you on Monday.